Hello and welcome to Health in a Handbasket, your podcast about the sexy world of healthcare engineering. I'm Fidi Sakta and I'll be your host. I'm the Marketing and Community Manager at UCL's Institute of Healthcare Engineering. And although I don't always understand what's written in the research papers published by our academics, I know that what we're doing in the world of healthcare engineering is important and impactful. And I want to share that with you by speaking to those who know a bit more about it than me. So from today's handbasket, we're going to pick out the topic of smell and how it impacts our lives in ways we wouldn't even imagine or ways I didn't even imagine. And I'm here with Jaja Brianza, who's a user experience researcher, and she works at the interface of psychology, computer science and design. Jaja is developing a digital smell training tool, which will allow people to improve their sense of smell at home. So, hi Jaja. Hi. <laughs> I literally just learned this this morning, but apparently a lack of smell is called, okay, I wrote it by hand and I can't read my own writing, Anosmia. but an- anosmia? Anosmia. Anosmia. Okay. Little key fact for people at home. Anosmia is the loss of smell. It's the complete loss of smell. Okay. And then there is parosmia, which yeah. means when you are just like smelling something else. What do and you mean like if I'm smelling flowers by smell uh, sewage? Kind yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. Okay. And phantosmia is when there is no smell, but then you can still smell something. Oh, that is so interesting. Yeah. People don't normally think about our sense of smell, not on an everyday basis. They think about our eyesight or I think about my eyesight, my hearing, all of that kind of stuff. Why is our sense of smell so underrated? We don't pay much attention to our sense of smell, which is one of the most important ones. And especially is one of the first senses that we develop when you're like kids, when we're like new okay. child born. So usually it's normal to get like an eye test, right? Mm-hmm, yeah or like an earring test, but there is no way to like get your sense of smell checked. And this is like really interesting because as I said, the sense of smell is important as we probably everyone knows for our eating behavior, but also not only. So smell is really important for like memories, emotions, they literally defy the same anatomical substrates, so the same part of your brain, but also for all this kind of like social bonding. And to come back to your question where people uh, like don't really pay attention to their smell. For example, in a study, teenagers in the UK have been asked if they prefer losing their phone or losing their sense of smell. <laughs> and they said it is better losing their sense of smell rather than their phone, which is kind of like an explicative thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very scary. So, yeah, we are like in my lab, we are basically working uh, in general with like different senses. And my colleague and I, we are like focusing on the sense of smell. I mean, that's super interesting. I think if you think about people, sometimes someone has like a certain perfume they wear all the time and you associate that perfume with that person. Like uh, I remember my ex used to wear Giorgio Armani something. I remember I bought it for him once, but that was years ago. And I always associate that perfume with him and always remember him when I smell that perfume. So I think that's so interesting. Yes, it makes Um, sense. Because yeah. as I said, it's really connected with like memories, for example, the smell of your grandma or the smell of your like yeah. hometown or the smell of like something that like reminds you of like a vacation or like a holidays. And it's something like unconscious sometimes. Mm. So we don't even pay attention that we are like collecting some memories. But actually we do, especially when it's like a matter of like recollection. It like hits very, very quickly compared to like vision or hearing, which takes a longer time in terms of like processing on a conscious level. Mm. 
the strongest memory I have from my hometown, which is in Italy, where I'm coming from, as you can spot from my accent, is the smell of jasmine. Even though it's not like a very traditional, peculiar smell in Italy, it's my garden or like my parents, in my parents' house in the garden, there are like jasmines everywhere. And in the evenings, like the evenings, nights is really strong, which is like a very nice memory. I think after this podcast, I need to go sniffing jasmine and then so maybe and I can have some really nice jasmine memories um, and remember Jada every time I sniff a jasmine. Yes. <laughs> okay, so smell isn't just associated with our memories, though. It's got so many other big, important functions in our daily lives. What other ways does smell impact us? So I think the biggest, the most known one and the one that like COVID showed to the entire world is smell and eating. In the sense that like, when we are like eating, we are detecting taste, which is all like well, our, is a sense itself. But also we are detecting flavors. So when you're saying that like this cookie, like the taste of this cookie is like chocolate, actually the taste is sweet, but the flavor is chocolate. Mm. And in order to like detect flavor, we need both. We need like the taste and we need smell. And of course, like, I don't know if you suffer from COVID, if you had COVID and if you lost like your sense of taste and or smell. But usually what people were losing their sense of taste, actually they were losing the flavor. So mm. they couldn't like detect the flavor of food because they couldn't smell. So what smell uh, or flavor comes from smell? Yeah. Ah, okay. That's so interesting. So say if I didn't have a sense of smell, I would not be able to taste the flavor or of, of food items. Uh, it's, like, it's more like uh, when you're like eating a biscuit, yeah. And you don't, you completely like lose your sense of smell. You can see that the biscuit is sweet because sweetness is a is taste. It's yeah. like is based on like your taste sense sensation. But you can't say that like the flavor is white chocolate, raspberry, or whatever ah. because the flavor is like a mix of like taste and smell. That's so interesting. If I pinch my nose and I couldn't smell, would would I? Is that like a experiment? Yeah, on? it's like oh, a, it is. Okay. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it's like what we are doing uh, basically every single time that we are doing like a demo. We have like yeah. to show to people that smell is really important for like heating behavior. We buy a pack of like jelly beans. Mm. Uh, probably you already tried them. You pinch your nose and you eat jelly beans with like three different flavors. I guarantee that you, if you really pinch your nose really hard, you're not able to detect the flavor of the jelly bean. Guys, this is a little test or yeah, a little experiment it. for you guys at it's home. It's really fun. Buy some jelly beans and pinch your nose and eat them. <laughs> and, eat them. Um, and then you'll see exactly what Jada's talking about. Smell is not important only for like detecting flavors or like heating behaviors or like memories and emotions that we were discussing before. But smell is also like very important to like detect danger, like in general. For example, gas. I don't know if you ever, if you like experience a gas mm. leak somewhere, yeah. but the first thing that you detect and the only thing that you can detect of gas is like smell because you can see it's like, it's like mm. no way to like visually see gas. I think you said this a little bit earlier about the first thing that we learn as babies or the first sense that comes to us as babies is our sense of smell. And I guess that's quite important as a baby. Yes, it is. Actually, smell is like the most primal <laughs> sense that we develop when uh, we are born. And one of like the, to me, the most fascinating studies is like with like the milk of the mom. So mm. usually like in the study, there were like two samples of like cotton buds infused by the, the milk, one from like the mom of the baby, the mother, and one from like another person. And the baby, even though it does, it, it can see because when you're like, like newborns can see, he will turn his head towards 
the like the cotton bud infused with like the mother's milk because it, it can like smell it. Yeah. And it's kind of like also reflecting how smell is important for like uh, social bonding and like uh, any kind of love experience or, or like mate selection as well. So interesting. And like one of the example that I've been told, like one of the stories that I've been told that like literally it blows my mind. One of the person I'm working with, uh, he lost his sense of smell back when he was like a teenager, I think, or like, uh, but he told me that the thing that like he missed the most was like the smell of like his partner. And this could eventually led to like a breakup, which for me was like mind blowing because it's like a, a very strong example of like how much sometimes we give sense for granted, but we rely on them. Mm like so often for like so many things especially like on an emotional level so they broke up because he couldn't smell her it was like part of the reasons because it was like so like an important thing Mm. for like their relationships so what is your research looking at so I'm currently working on like two main projects like two main topics both of them of course like about the sense of smell one which is like through my PhD journey is focusing on uh, how smell and like how sense can affect our body image perception, which is uh, the picture, the webinar of our mind, the size, the shape and the form of our bodies, but also the feelings concerning the body parts. And the other one is about like smell training. So how we can develop like a digital smell training in order to help people to train their sense of smell, both people that they lost the sense of smell, but also people that like they have like healthy aging people slowly losing their sense of smell with like mm. aging. Shall we touch on your first topic? Which is super interesting again. I keep saying super interesting, but honestly, mm. I find it all fascinating. But how like your sense of smell links with like body dysmorphia and how you feel about your own body. Like, how does that happen? So I want to stress the fact that it's like a very first new research topic. So it's never been like uh, tested before, or at least in the, in the field of like human computer interaction, which is like where I did my PhD. So all my findings are like literally like very new and first findings. So whatever like we found out, any kind of like results that we have, I just want to stress the fact that like it's not like a Bible. It's not mm-hmm. like everything like written in a stone. So when I started when I started my PhD in my lab, everyone was doing like user experience with different senses. One of my like most key topics for me was body image. I was always being like during my studies, during my, I did psychology in Italy and like body image is such like a good, like big part of like psychology in terms of like disease, in terms of like attention, in terms of like body perception and emotions and feelings, etc. And to me it was fascinating that people can have like such a different body image based on and different like stimuli. What I done at the beginning was like working with gait so uh, walking walking patterns so i asked like people to walk uh with different shoes uh the shoes were like changing uh, the sound of your footstep and also at the same time it were like delivering sense and then we found that like with different sense people were walking in a different way either faster or slower mm-hmm. and they were feeling and perceiving themselves either lighter or heavier for example we use lemon because lemon is known from like back to psychology that is related to like very spiky shapes and the feelings of like uh, energies and like being active on the contrary we use vanilla for like the heavier sensation because it's known to be related with like rounded shape but also something like relaxing i'm stressing the like the link with shapes because what i've done is like moving from like geometrical shapes spiky star versus rounded like a cloud to like i ask myself what if we can like translate this into 
body shapes. So something really thin, which is more like spiky, mm. bony. Something really like thick, which is more like rounded. And this is what I've done. I try to understand if, there, if the same correlations between sense and geometrical shapes could be also moved to like sense and body mannequins. Establish this connection, we move forward, and we're also trying to like understand the kind of like feelings and sensations because as I said at the beginning, body image is both like perception, but also all the feelings and emotions, which make this concept so hard to mm. study. So we run like a field study all over the UK and we ask participants to go around with like different sense every week and they had like some tasks to do, for example, a drawing, like a body collage based on how they felt during the week. And it was super interesting, like looking at like how people, they change the perception of themselves in a way based on like the sense that they use for the entire week and also how much their physical exercise and their loss like uh, confidence like self-confidence body confidence was like changing uh, during mm. the period so yeah this is like what we are like doing or what i've done so far so what kind of smell would you say helps in- enhance confidence i go back to the point that like smell and like sense are strictly connected with emotions and memories so mm. what can work for me doesn't mean they will work for you because maybe you have like a different like emotion or like memories connected to that particular sense but in our study we are like basically using simple essential oils exactly to like overcome this like problem of like very strong links with emotions and memories and also like any kind of allergies so using essential oils is like easier in order in to, to run like a lab study we found that like peppermint lemon were like both of them highly associated with the feeling of like being light or like being thin because of course like if you think about it i assume we just associate peppermint with something rounded or something spiky no, that's super interesting. I feel like you guys need to release your own perfume and uh, oh, market it as, I guess, oh, you can't market it as like confidence and all of that stuff. Yeah. Like you say, it's all personalized and dependent on your own personality. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's not really easy to make like a big statement. As mm. I said at the beginning, it's nothing like written in stones. But what we are trying to like understand is more like what's the rationale behind it? Like why you associate like different behaviors with like different sense like mm. what can be helpful maybe it can be just like uh, having a sense on a t-shirt so it can like help you for like physical exercise uh, or maybe i don't know like uh, we within like a blazer if you have like a job interview to calm you down so these are like all like big questions that we were like analyzing and like we are also working with like the royal college of art like designers fashion designers because there are like so many different future opportunities and scenarios mm. like out of this research i guess for people at home if they did want to try and find their own sense is to imagine like a lemon or lavender see what that invokes in them mm-hmm. and then use that as their perfume and see how it can impact their daily lives yeah like i might see a lemon be like okay i associate cleanliness and stuff like that with lemon and stuff get perfumes that have lemon in it and then yeah. see how that impacts my daily life and yeah exactly or like a candle when i when i did my university so one of the reasons also why i pick scents like smell for as, as like my main topic is because when i was doing my university and had to study for like different exams right i was using a different scent, like a different, like a Yankee candle, which is like the uh. worst brand ever. Sorry, this is like removing <laughs> like different candles based on different like subjects because yeah. they were like helping me to kind of like concentrate and focus uh. more. And also in my brain, it was this kind of like association. So this is like the subject, the topic, and this is the smell. You know, I think uh, years ago when I was like revising as well at GCSEs, the, the environment in which you revise and if you replicate that environment during 
the actual exam, then you're more likely to do well. So if you could have brought that Yankee candle really? into the exam hall, you'd have done you did really better. good anyways <laughs> but like even better maybe um uh, which is also really interesting yeah yeah i think that brings us on to your second project as in you know like how i was saying that maybe you guys should build your own perfume but you kind of are building your own hub of smells more or less in the sense that like my second project is kind of like a bigger project is uh, it's been funded by nhr and pcrc and we are like currently working so on nhr and that's like a big funding body in the uk right it is it's like one of the biggest i think it's one of the biggest yeah and they fund lots of research yeah in everything i mean unfortunately the funding is really small but yeah it's one (laughs) of the biggest (laughs) they have a lot of money but i guess they also have a lot of projects yeah the idea is to um, create like a digital smell training so in order like to give you like an idea why we're working so hard on it it's because people think they like anosmia what they will learn today or like parosmia or like any mm. kind of smell dysfunction is really rare but actually it's not in the western world is more like usually the 20 percent of the general adult population is affected by a smell dysfunction which is really like a big percentage mm. if you think about it but the like the interesting fact is this number is like raising towards more like 75 percent for people aged between 17 80 years old because we know from like a neuroscience point of view our sense of smell is declining even if you have like a healthy aging pattern is always declining after like 50 60 years old and this is like why we decided to like strongly focus on uh, smell training and make it digital at the moment it's like a very simple task you have a bottle of essential oils in front of you and then you smell them that's it it's like a very kind of like simple manual very like analog way of doing it and it's not reliable in the sense that like it's really hard to track how far is the bottle do you really smell is like the bottle touching your nose so you have like the liquid in your nose is like spilling a smell around you and also it's like really hard for the part for the person who is doing the smell training to keep going because there is like no feedback so you mm. can just like smell and if you have any smell dysfunctions or if you don't smell it's really frustrating like imaging like spending the, like every I don't know every day 10 minutes smelling something that you can't smell it's like <laughs> weird yeah. so this is why we are like we decided my my group of research with also like uh, external partners external from UCL all together we decided to like work on creating a digital smell training so something more like standardized reliable more like a scientific approach so what does that look like exactly the smell training itself uh, the analog one requires in theory to smell four different scents twice a day for five minutes uh, every single day for at least three plus plus months. Mm. And then at the end, you, eventually you should see like an effect. So the analog would be just like in Bottle a box. Bottle of essential oils. Yeah, you get a box essential oils and you just go sniffing yeah. it. It's what is in the NHS website at the moment. If you type like smell training, they suggest you to buy a bottle of essential oils and doing this. So that's not given by the doctor. You buy that yourself. There are like charities. So we're working oh, okay. with Fifth Sense, which is like a, a UK-based charity for people who lost their sense of taste and smell. And they provide you, if you ask them, they provide you the bottle of essential oils. But like you can use any brand or like anything. Like mm. it's not, as I said, it's not like very hardly structure. You don't have to log your... No, there is no way anyway. to track okay. it or like nothing. Okay. And this is why we... Like we are also partnering with another um, UK-based uh, startup, which is called Widget, and they are like focusing. They already created like a, a smell delivery system, so like a tool, like a device, which is able to deliver smell in a very like reliable and precise way. 
It looks like a metal box, which is the size of like a book in mm. a way. So it can be stored on a shelf. It's like pretty like tiny. It can be used wireless, so you can charge it, but also you can remove the wires and use it, and you can move it around. And at the moment, the one that we are using for our study has six channels, in the sense that like, uh, it has like a, a cute nose in front <laughs> with like six different holes. It can like uh, release six different scents, divide, like separated. Do and you have to put your face into it? So the best position would be like uh, 40 centimeters oh, okay. between your nose and the device. And it would best is like on a table and you're like sit Mm -hmm. so this is like uh, the ideal scenario and the device is controlled via an app through bluetooth and wi-fi and with the app you can like control the device so you can control the uh the spray let's say so you can control like the sand puff you can control the duration you can like control how many times you want it and what we are trying to do is like basically replicating the smell trainings which means like five minutes uh we made it like a very like structure so interior this interior this melting is gonna be like five slash ten minutes uh it has uh, like uh, 12 puffs in a mm-hmm. way so we are using six cents twice uh and then people can also rate their perceived intensity at the moment we don't have any notification to like to pop up in the, like, their phone and saying hey do this melt training but I, eventually we would like to do something like a Duolingo in a way. Mm-hmm. So you forget your smell training today. Oh gosh, yeah. I really to I do get it every day. Yeah. I want like a freeze strike. What is it? The cold one. Because so. I keep forgetting. Um, does So does this help people regain their sense of smell? What does this smell training do? What's the end goal for this? So as I said, there's like basically like two kind of like final aims. We are currently working at recruiting people between 45 and 55 years old with smell dysfunctions because we want to like test if it can really help to recover or like getting like a better sense of smell if not fully recover. So it helps with recovery? It helps with the recovery. Okay. Yes, it's proven that even though the one with bottles, it helps with the recovery. Okay. guess for people who have like long COVID and stuff. It could help. It could help, yeah. Okay. But they need to stick to it. So mm. this is like a stress point. They have to do it mm. because this is the only, it's like at the end of the day is smell is like going to the gym. So in a way, our smell training is like going uh, to the gym. Okay. You need to stick to it and do it again and again. Otherwise, you're not becoming any like more muscle or like stronger. Same with your sense of smell. You, it's like a muscle. You need to train it. That's so interesting. What about if you've completely lost your sense of smell? Does this help you regain it or is that It's gone? debatable in the sense <laughs> like there are like studies that are proving that can really help mm. people that we like had a chat with that we know through Fifth Sense, through like our partners, they never gain their sense of smell back. Uh, it also depends how you lost your sense of smell. Mm. If you had like a like severe brain injury, it's very hard for you to fully recover. If it is like long COVID or like uh, sinusitis or like uh, virus infection, it might be easier. Mm. But still, it's like a very case to case. I guess there aren't like operations you can do for that because it's, it's like nerves and neurons. Or, or how does smell work? How do you even smell? <laughs> uh, so uh, how, how our smell is working? Well, you smell from your nose, right? Yes. <laughs> and everything is going like from inside the nose to like traveling all the way up to yeah. like a center, uh, which is even before the brain. So you have like a center oh. where like all the smell sensations are going. And then from like this kind of like sen- center, let's say, uh, like different connections are going inside the brain. Uh, there is like a part of the cortex, so a part of our brain, which is like dedicated to smell. 
uh, but then you're also at the same time activating uh, amygdala, which is known for emotions and memories, or like mm-hmm. the frontal cortex, which is known for like conscious uh, choices, like conscious behavior. So like it's really hard to recreate or like have a surgery mm. to have your sense of smell. It's really, really hard, especially if like the connections are damaged or like if the part of your brain is gone, it's almost impossible. Okay. So what are the next steps for this technology then? So uh, we hope at some point to like establish like not only the like our smell training, like digital smell training is working and it's helping people not to drop out, which would be amazing. But we also want to like kind of establish as smell care culture because as we said at the beginning people don't really think about the sense of smell as something important something to take care of something to like train or like something to assess from like a medical point of view so what we really want to do eventually like at the end is push to like establish this kind of like culture within like uh, the public but also from more like uh, a higher level so more like uh, policy making uh, trying to like also work with like doctors gps uh, and to create, in a way, more like awareness and also more like reliable tests and like reliable exercises that people can do that might like help them. That's super interesting. And hopefully this podcast kind of changes culture a little bit. And keep smelling. Yeah, keep smelling. Keep smelling so that our sense of smell doesn't decline when we're like 70 or 80. Yeah. I think that's the stat you said, is to sniff lemon Every day. Every day. <laughs> or peppermint oil. So what kind of, actually, what five five smells would you recommend people smell on a regular basis? So like the four canonical ones or like the four they were like trying to pick for the smell trainings are rose, clove, eucalyptus and lemon. Okay. Why? Because they're like different in terms of like valence and arousal in terms of like both of all of them are considered positive scents. Like a pleasant sense. Okay, some Cloves of them are the, that um that spice, isn't it? Is that Cloves is the spice. It's yeah, like yeah. Uh, more wine. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that spice. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more like Christmassy. Yeah. 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 I think. And I know, like, yeah. for example, like eucalyptus uh, is the reason why eucalyptus is part of this pool is because eucalyptus can like trigger your trigeminal nerve, which is like another thing. Sometimes some sense. I don't know if you ever like uh, experienced, but they're like uh, painful. If you're smelling something really pungent, can be painful. Uh, so is that trangial Trigeminal nerve, nerve which is, is like part pain, of your nose. It's like a pain. It's the pain. It's like the nerve for the pain. Ah, okay. So like some of the scents can be painful as well. Mm, okay. If it's like a very intense and if it is like very strong because it can activate that nerve. L- like the stinging kind of you get in your nose. That's that's a different sense, isn't it? It's more like when you feel like something, it can be really cold. Like when you're smelling something and you have like this cold, painful sensation yeah yeah like okay. a very stronger like minty yeah okay, smell yeah. or like eucalyptus for example mm. so if you want to like fully train your nose these are like the four like canonical scents mm. to train your sense of smell and then i would say pick the one that you like the most and keep smelling okay so like have like one or two as your regular smell training yep smells you can train, you can use like either peppermint or like lemon or eucalyptus and then on the other end is something more like lavender, cinnamon, something more like uh. relaxing. So you have like the two comparisons. But I guess if you had like scent candles, that's also a good form of smell training. Yeah, I mean, as long as you train. So what we're trying to advertise is as long as you train and you keep training. It's also when you're like cooking. If you keep smelling when you're cooking, first of all, it's more fun. And then it really helps like your muscle memory.
we just realized that Phil, uh, a member of our AV team, can't smell. And we didn't realize this. So Phil's going to join us quickly and speak to Jada because what he just said to us it was super interesting. And I want you guys to hear it. So Phil, just repeat everything you just said. Well, I can't smell. I've got oh, no sense of smell whatsoever. <laughs> um, um, but what you said about smelling every few months... Yeah, so I've got no sense of smell, but every two to three months it may come back in a in a real obscure place like on the train, and you think to yourself, "My God, everybody smells." <laughs> oh, I can smell perfume, or I can smell someone eating, but apart from that, there's nothing. Even if I'm cooking food, yeah. I can't smell gas, that kind of thing. Uh, but I can taste. Oh, you can taste. So I can taste. Uh. It takes a bit longer to to come than, mo- than most people, I think. But yeah, no sense of smell whatsoever. How does that work, Jada? Or like, why can feel only like why can feel smell every two, three? Because months? you smell in two different ways. One is like through your nose. One is like through the inside part of your uh, oh. like throat, right? When okay. you're like, oh, when you you're smell like eating. Like it w- the smell is going also inside. And if you breathe in, if you breathe in, with your you mouth, can you smell, smell as well. Oh. So if you like pinch your nose and you like heavily breathe in, you mm. smell. So there you have like two ways of like smelling. But as you said, probably it will take like a bit longer or like uh, it so, has to be like strong. So will this training workers. help me? I hope so. Do our training. Be our <laughs> participant. Absolutely. I'll, I'll be well I really that. recruited someone. <laughs> Thank that you. was easy. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Phil. you. Yeah, that was honestly in- interesting. Thank you for listening, everyone. And thank you for coming along, Jada. You're welcome. And Phil. And Phil. Thank you. <laughs> Health in a Handbasket is produced by UCL's Institute of Healthcare Engineering and edited by Keris Bradley. The Institute of Healthcare Engineering brings together leading researchers to develop the tools and devices that will make your life better. We're using this podcast to share all the amazing work taking place. You can learn more by searching UCL Health in a Handbasket or following the link in the show notes. So share with your friends and family if you found this interesting. We're available everywhere, especially where you just listen to us.